0: Welcome to the Get Good at Presenting podcast with Lee Jackson. Hi, and welcome back to Get Good at Presenting. I've got a special guest today who is Alan Stevens. Hello, Alan. Hello, Lee. Pleasure to chat to you. You, You've actually been on the podcast before. I have, yes. uh, Talking about storytelling, which which is a great thing. So we had some fun on that one, didn't we? We did. We certainly did. But times are a little different now. This is my first post-coronavirus podcast yeah. and um overnight the speaking and training industry the events industry in effect has kind of ground to a halt um yeah. in, uh, how's,
1: in, it, how's, yeah. how's it
0: how's been for the last few days with you alan
1: well no, it's been very interesting in fact it's strange I've, I've had my busiest time ever um with lots of online meetings and online events and a lot of offering help and support which is what the community does and that, that's what we're always very very good at and what, I, the, what I'm seeing at the moment is the industry is in trouble, yes, because lots of people are having events cancel. But on the other hand, there are lots of things that people are doing that are quite innovative, and I think it's, what I think is this, this virus has brought the future forward, I think, has accelerated uh, us into a place where we would have been in four or five years anyway. Um, so I think for that it's quite interesting.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, it's certainly it's a little bit like the the kind of grieving process thing, isn't it? That Hmm. um, I think we were all shocked for a couple of days and um, didn't quite know because obviously most of what I do is in front of an audience, Hmm. and all of a sudden the only audience I have is my two cats and my my and one of my daughters and my wife. So they've they're they've heard all my jokes, Alan. So this is not a shame. (laughs) <laughs> so, so i think there was certainly a, a shock i think but yeah. but then i'm amazed that people have actually thought this is where we need to go this is what we need to yeah. do so i thought it'd be really good um for you to maybe just give us a little bit of expertise some technical stuff and then yeah. some tips on actually if you are a speaker and you're used to being either with 12 people in a training room mm-hmm. doing a master class type thing or whether you are with up to 2000 like we've all spoken in front of yeah yeah all of a sudden, we're using Zoom or other technology. So what changes in that, in, not the technical stuff, but what changes sort of in our delivery style, would you say, Alan? Well, I'd say there are several
1: things that you need to think about. Um, I mean, the first thing to say is that I think you need to stick to what you're good at. You know, make sure that whatever you're doing online with a remote audience or a virtual audience is, is pretty much the same thing you've always done. So in your case, you talk about presenting absolutely brilliantly. Uh, you talk, you, so all the all stuff that we talk about, we should carry on talking about. Still a demand for it. In terms of presentation style, people love a human connection, whether it's done digitally or whether it's done in person. So I think a lot of um, the style that you use is using people's names. Find out who's on the call. If it's a small number of people, use their names quite often. Ask them questions. Get them involved. If you can see their images, that's even better because quite often in a Zoom call or a Go-To webinar, you can see a lot of the, the people's faces. And don't try and talk for too long without having some connection, a poll, uh, a question, um, a, a response to, to something so what my my take on it is that you you can't do more than about ninety minutes at a time if you're presenting a training session, for example, with a break in the middle, maybe fifteen minutes, yeah, but every twenty minutes or so, every fifteen or twenty minutes, break it up with something. Fun enough, it's the sort of thing we do anyway,
0: isn't it?, <laughs> you know, it's Yeah, sort exactly of I think probably... train, It's like real life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, because yeah. uh, you know I, I always said, you know even if you're the best speaker in the world, you know even if yeah. you are super famous. After ten or fifteen minutes, people are usually going, mm. can we just have a change of pace here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's funny. I think some of our professional colleagues in the industry, there's been a mixture of some kind of just you know going for it, and mm. some are always been online. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always I've presented a bit online, not an enormous amount, but little bits yeah. here and there. But then there's also even really prof- really professional and experienced speaker. Speakers who have just freaked out a little bit, Ellen, I think. They have, you're
1: absolutely right. And I think it's partly because it's, it's, it's a different um, way of dealing with people. And people, you'd love to see the whites of people's eyes, don't you? And all that sort of thing. But it's not very different to being on television. And I, I, I liken what we're doing now to a TV show. And of course, I've got a bit of a background in TV, as you know. Um, if, you, if you see what you're doing now as more of a TV show than an on stage presentation, Mm. I think it's much easier to to cope with. I mean, it's it's great being on TV. You know, we can have our own TV channels and our own TV shows, and <laughs> our own guests, and all that sort of thing. And it shouldn't be scary. But the thing mm. is, people haven't made that mindset shift yet. They're still thinking, "I can only work on a stage in front of a big audience. Uh, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing when I'm sitting at a desk in front of a computer." But it, it's you do need to change your mindset, and you need to think about it like I, I'm presenting on TV, not I'm standing on a stage.
0: Is is it a kind of I suppose some, some people have feared all of a sudden, oh, I haven't got my slides as a crutch. Mm-hmm. They might be thinking I haven't got my prop. You know, the, the, all of a sudden, I think maybe it's a fear of technology as well. Do you think, Alan? Yeah,
1: yeah I, think, I think you're right, Lee. And what I would suggest to people is that they do take a little bit of time to learn the technology, you know, whether they're using Zoom, GoToWebinar, Adobe Connect, Jet uh, JetWebinar, there are all, all, you know, Microsoft Teams. There are loads of systems out there at the moment. And it needs an hour or two of familiarity. So that you know what you're doing that you know there's there's nothing worse than somebody sort of coming online to present a webinar and saying oh I, i'm not sure how to share my screen <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i which i i saw somebody doing the other night and i thought for goodness sake you know oh, wow. learn it's like being doing anything learn the basics find out how these things work you know practice with a few friends or, or practice on your own and once you've learned the basics then by all means go for it but but please don't go online and ask people in your webinar or your seminar
0: (laughs) how do I do that yeah 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 I understand and I think yeah I hosted a a zoom meeting the other day with 17 people on it Mm. and one of the reasons I did it was I wanted to do it as a host I wanted to get used to the muting and the unmuting and put your hands up and actually trying to do that um was actually pretty stressful, I must admit.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you've, you've got the chat window as well to, to look at, and, and if you've got a back yeah. channel, if somebody's talking to you on WhatsApp on the side or something like that, that's why it's always useful to have a co-host if you possibly can. So if you're presenting to, to a significant number of people, having a co-host who can, who can monitor the mm. chat, um, who can offer advice, maybe turn people's muting on and off, that's
0: extremely helpful. We can't always do it, I know, but if you can, it's very helpful. Yes, yeah, so I think this idea of um, the interaction is quite nice because I guess on a TV program, a traditional older TV program, it's mm. they use the phrase broadcasting, don't they? Yes. So you broadcast and people listen. Yes. But actually what we're doing is we're broadcasting and then stopping mm. for interaction, broadcasting, asking questions, broadcasting, saying, oh, yeah, can you just chip in on that, John or Harriet or whoever. So I, I, yeah, is it broadcasting and then pausing? Is, would that be a good way of it, it, at it depends how, you, how you're working I mean
1: for example, if if you're presenting to an event somewhere else, I mean we, we, we will one day get back to real audiences in, in rooms yeah uh, and I, I I anticipate that we're going to be working at what we're, what I call blended events, where you, you could be coming in remotely, you could be there live, the audience could be there, and the audience could be remote. and I think all those things together form a blended event, and I think coming back to my co-hosting point there. You need to have somebody on the ground so if you're if you're presenting remotely to any audience anywhere you you need a a person to help you a person who can feel the temperature and give you feedback and that's why I'm always very very keen to have a back channel and I it's like again television uh, very similar you've got an earpiece you can hear what the director's saying you can hear the gallery and you need to be able to have that feedback coming back to you so that if you're presenting remotely and you can't see or sense the audience you've got somebody there who can give you that feedback it's this this whole thing would have happened anyway as i was saying earlier on we're yeah. going to get used to this anyway we might as well get used to it now
0: yeah and and there's a lot, lot of people um you know just in both work and and in my personal life you know people have stepped up yeah um there is schools obviously using it now mm. and they've never done that schools have been very traditional in their approach in lots of ways yes. you know teacher at the front of the class chalk and talk powerpoint you know, and, uh, churches have gone online, Alan, like that's right. I've been talking to people about that. I mean, I'm, as you know, I'm a governor of a couple of schools here yeah. in London.
1: You've, you visited one of them yourself very successfully. And thanks for that. And they they use things like show my homework, you know, which is an online oh. system that a lot of schools use. And so they're used to it. Yeah. So they, they've already, luckily they've already got into that and then they can just extend the use of that for people
0: who are stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of a pressure. So let's just quickly talk about technology then. Um, yes we're currently on zoom i'm i'm finding zoom the most reliable um, mm. do you have any just what are your comments around the technology the
1: zoom zoom is uh, i've heard some comments about glitches on zoom i think that's probably more to do with broadband than, than the zoom technology itself yeah so uh, uh, the zoom zoom is the, the the medium of choice for a lot of people although corporately microsoft teams is quite popular and also adobe connect yeah. So, depending on the audience you're working with, you might be you might be forced to use different different technology if your client insists upon it. But yeah, Zoom Zoom is good. Um, Zoom. I think you know, when you're using Zoom, normal rules apply. Close down all other programs. Uh, if you're having difficulty with the um, connection, then turn the video off and just go to audio only. Um, use things like uh, if you're using a Mac, you can use things like Clean My Mac to get the, the memory clear and so on. Uh, make sure nobody else is using broadband if you're working from home. I even had some government advice to turn the microwave off, but I'm not quite sure why. So <laughs> maybe how, that's just a how bit. long would a microwave be on for? <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really don't know. Um, but but whatever you yeah. do, you know, get some clear space. Make sure you're the only person using broadband
0: because if you're hosting it, then
1: you've got to be fully present.
0: And and there's kind of a nice little tip as well, I think, which is that if you record, if you're in the UK and you record a Zoom in the morning mm. there's less of the world online at that point true absolutely which true. I think has definitely worked you know uh, America and you know other people are not online yet so yeah we're recording this at half nine in the morning and it's yep. audio only our video works fine but actually yep. just in case I've I've switched to audio only just so we don't get those you know good breakups and yep. stuff yeah yeah but yeah yeah. I think I have probably used them all I've used GoToWebinar and all those other ones um, but Zoom for me has just been the easiest, and I think you know, I, I, and you can use it for free. Um, you can. It's worth getting the paid version. It's it's only about
1: twelve, fourteen pounds a month. I think it's well worth investing in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they add also all sorts of extras. But actually, unless you're doing really complex webinars, yeah, tw- I think it's, is it twelve pounds plus VAT or something. That's all. It yeah, is.
1: something like that. But bear in mind, there's a forty minute restriction on the free version. Uh, so if you're working for an hour and it suddenly Falls over
0: yeah. forty minutes. That's a bit embarrassing. Well, I, I was reading something the other day that they've removed that, and then oh, that I not realize that or then. they've removed it in certain countries, and it's really complicated. So yeah, just pay but, for it. Yeah, yeah, so basically, you can you can pay fourteen quid, yeah. get it, and you can unsubscribe. You know, so it's not it's yeah. not a lot of money, is it? So you know, no, it's not not to keep our businesses going. Absolutely, no, absolutely not. Yes, uh, I'm sure, like me and you, I've gone through and looked at all my little subscriptions in the in the light of yeah. new. I just thought, what can I get rid of? And actually, I've the only thing I've added is Zoom, for sure. Uh, I, actually, I've added a few music subscriptions because I know a lot of
1: musicians and I know that they need support as well at this tough yeah. time because they can't perform. Uh, oh, I've boy. subscribed to a couple of music services, only for about 10 or a month. And also, uh, there's a comedy service, trying to keep the comedy store going as well. So uh, they do a nine ninety nine a month service for sort of unlimited comedy.
0: And I think, my goodness, we need a bit of that. So I'm quite happy to pay for that. Oh, that's great. I've never heard. I didn't realise they did that one. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, they're very Yeah, I think we need to support all those kind of artists and, and, mm-hmm. and ourselves doing that. So yeah. um, so uh, I don't want to go on for too long because you're a busy man. You're probably doing thousands of these today. Got so <laughs> t- tell me, Alan, you know, have you got like a, you know, a top a top three tips people are just, uh, just presenting online for the first time? yeah what are your top tips there you've mentioned a couple tips
1: learn learn the technology Yeah. spend spend an hour or so learning the the basic skills of of anything and there are all sorts of tutorials around for using zoom you can get the zoom website there are everyone in the world is doing a how to use zoom course so for free so that's not a problem finding that sort of thing out make sure that you've got somewhere comfortable and quiet to present so that you're not going to be interrupted turn off um turn off all your phones turn off anything that might make a noise advise your family um you know, nail the pets down so they can't come in whatever whatever it is you know make make sure that you're not going to be disturbed and have a practice run through first on zoom you can it's, it sounds a bit sad you can have a meeting with yourself uh, and just record that see how it looks and, and the last one and this is a bugbear for a lot of us look in the camera uh, the, the camera is easy to find it's usually at the top of the screen in the middle and if you look well, what happened the temptation of course is to look at the people on the screen and if you do that, uh-huh. your eyeline isn't into the camera. Yeah. It can make quite a big difference. Just moving your eyes a few inches towards the camera rather than looking at the screen, it's really hard to do because you want to look at people when you're talking to them. But if you can, it makes a big difference to how they perceive you.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah, I've never even... Because mine's quite high up my camera, I guess, because it's, yeah. it's on an external monitor, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But, of course, the other thing I'd like to add to that is... Please never, ever have the camera underneath you.: <laughs> I've seen your posts about that. You're please Alan right. I, I'm, on, I'm on a mission. I do not want to see nasal hair in this. Process. No, no nasal hair. because as right. no as as we're on lockdown for another couple of weeks at least oh. at time of recording, um yeah. the haircuts are going to get worse. Yeah. The nasal yeah. hair could get worse. You know, we're going back to the seventies, frankly. <laughs> yes. There's going to be a lot of hair around. We need to make sure, but I'm amazed at how many people, or, oh, or oh, they've, they've, their nose is on the camera. It's, it's quite staggering. really.
1: Well, people are just not thinking what you need to do is just record yourself. Um, for a couple of minutes yeah. and then play the video back get someone else to look at it Don't review it yourself get someone else <laughs> uh, hopefully in your house I'll have a look and say how do I look yeah, and they'll say I can see right up your nose So in that case fantastic a good idea Can fantastic. I just mention Lee would, would you mind if I just mention the remote speaking Facebook group?
0: Yeah, I was just um, gonna I was just gonna say that so you go ahead and do a plug for that Alan.
1: Yeah, okay Well about three weeks ago It occurred to me that there are gonna be people who are gonna I didn't realize the extent how it was gonna go none of us did I think but i i thought it would be helpful for people to get together in a facebook group and share their advice just like we're doing now about speaking online remote speaking so i set up a facebook group. i just called it remote speaking uh, the thing that surprised me most of all i went online and i thought i wonder who owns the domain remote speaking.com i'll invite them along uh, and nobody owned it so i bought it <laughs> so I, I now own remote speaking.com wow uh, and virtualspeaking.net. But but the group itself uh, has now got over 900 people in it event planners speakers um or, you know organizers and we're all exchanging opinion i've got an absolute rule no commerciality nobody can sell anybody anything in the group um but they can demonstrate things so i've got people coming in to demonstrate software for example uh, that people might be interested in. people are giving tips and advice asking questions it's a really lively community so it's just if you go on facebook and look up remote speaking you'll find it
0: that's great. Yeah, I'm certainly a member and uh, a lot of people are chipping in there and it's uh, it is certainly it's got a, lot, a lively group for sure. So thanks for doing that, Alan. Okay, thank you. So yeah, so we, maybe we'll come back you know, <clears throat> in a couple of weeks and talk about the big issues. Yeah. But today I just wanted to get a quick, how do we get online? How do we do remote yeah. speaking? There's a massive resource there and it's, the Facebook group is completely free, of course, isn't it? So yes, of course. Yeah. Tons of resources there. So, uh, so thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure to talk to you, Lee. Thank you. All the best. You too.
1: Thanks for listening to the Get Good at Presenting podcast with your host, Lee Jackson. If you'd like to know more about Lee's work as a motivational keynote speaker and presentation coach, visit his website at leejackson.biz. That's leejackson.biz.